0: Hello and welcome to In the Kitchen with Mary Mac. Today we have a couple of sweet potato side dish recipes we're going to share just in time for Thanksgiving. If you don't celebrate Thanksgiving where you live, these are just in time for you to make and try this week and enjoy all the rest of the week because they make a lot. (laughs) So. Everybody loves sweet potatoes, I hope. Sweet potatoes are really, really healthy. Very healthy vegetable to eat. They are a staple food in many locations around the world. And what a delicious staple food. Because a lot of places have really bad staple foods. And sweet potatoes are a good staple food. So I hope you give these recipes a try. If you're not a huge sweet potato fan, you may not have had them a lot of different ways. But they are so healthy. Orange vegetables are really good for us, so we should try to eat those. So these recipes I'm going to give you, I'm also going to tell you how to prep sweet potatoes to use for other things. And once you have sweet potato prepped, you can use them in all kinds of things. You can use them in uh, muffins. You can add sweet potatoes to your favorite muffin mix. You can add sweet potatoes to pancakes cupcakes, anything, anything where you would, you could also use applesauce as a filler in it. You can put sweet potatoes in because it just adds, it adds flavor. It adds moisture, texture. I know we don't like that word moist with our food sometimes, but it's a, it's a good add in. I guess you you know, kind of like bananas, like, you know, you put mashed bananas in something. You can do the same thing with sweet potatoes. If you have leftover sweet potatoes, if that's a thing that happens to you, <laughs> I don't know. But, the first recipe is just a regular sweet potato casserole. This one is kind of like a dessert, but it's extremely delicious. In order to make it, first you have to prep your sweet potatoes. So you're going to need three nice-sized sweet potatoes. The easiest way to prep sweet potatoes for using, if, you're, if your recipe calls for a mashed sweet potato, is to scrub them thoroughly, poke them a couple times with a fork or a sharp knife because they tend to be really hard, uh, wrap them up in foil and bake them in your oven. Now it's going to take them probably two hours, at 350 degrees to bake because sweet potatoes are are hard, you know. So just if you have something to do that's going to take you a few hours or whatever, or you know, just get your sweet potatoes ready, prick them. Wrap them up in foil, put them in the oven, and let them bake. Then get them out. Uh, you can check them just by um, take them out of the oven, unwrap them, and then pierce them again with a knife and see if they're soft the whole way through. If not, let them go longer. Get them out of the oven, let them cool. Leave them wrapped in the foil to cool. Once they are cool, you just unwrap them and basically also unwrap them from their skin. You can like take the skin off of a sweet potato with your hands when they're fully cooked and they just peel and take that pulp out of the middle and put it in a bowl. Now you've got your prepped sweet potato. This particular recipe calls for three cups of mashed sweet potatoes. Now, if you cooked, if you prepped three potatoes and you have more than three cups, don't worry, use it up. Okay. Because you know, we're not, we're not exacting here on our sweet potatoes sweet potato uh, measurements. So if you have a little bit more, that's fine. What a nice thing to do is if you want to try to include more sweet potatoes into your diet, prep more than three sweet potatoes because you can, once they're prepped and cooked, you can keep them in the refrigerator for three to four days. Uh, You can reheat them and just eat the whole baked potato. You could slice them up and fry them, whatever. Once they're cooked, They're just kind of like a regular baked potato. You can do other things with them, use them as side dishes, use them as a main dish for a meal. Take them in your lunch to work and zap it in the microwave and heat it up. So they're very versatile and they're very good. Now this recipe, sweet potato casserole, this calls for regular filling and a topping. So here is what's going to go into your buttered baking dish. And you're going to need about a two-quart baking dish for this. A covered baking dish works nice, so if you have one that has a cover on it, that's handy. So then you can just put the cover on it and bake it. Three cups of mashed sweet potatoes, one half cup of sugar, and you can use white sugar, you can use raw sugar, you can use brown sugar, whichever you like. A half teaspoon of salt, two eggs beaten, half cup of milk, one teaspoon of vanilla, and four tablespoons of butter. So you're going to mix all of these ingredients well and then put them into your buttered baking dish. Your four tablespoons of butter, you can have them melted or softened, either way. So just uh, mix all your ingredients together and put them into your casserole. Now the topping is going to be a half cup of brown sugar, a half cup of flour, four tablespoons of melted butter, and one cup of chopped pecans. And you're going to mix all of those ingredients together and sprinkle them over the top of your sweet potato dish. Bake at 350 degrees for 35 to 45 minutes and serve hot. And this dish is, I'm telling you, this could be a dessert. It's, it's, I love it. The topping is so good. It's really, really good. If you're going to serve this, if you want to make this ahead, and serve it, uh, say, for example, on Thanksgiving Day, and you're going to be busy that day, you could make it one to two days ahead of time. Go ahead and make it the whole way, bake it and everything, let it cool, and then store it in your refrigerator, and then the day of your desire to serve it, Just get it out and heat it up in the 325-degree oven. It'll take about a half hour to warm it back up. It doesn't affect the flavor at all, and I think it actually may make it better. Leftovers are always better. I don't know why that is. But um, this is a a really, really good side dish. I'm sure that you could easily healthy this up or make it vegan by either eliminating the eggs— because I don't feel like the eggs are that necessary to this dish. So you could eliminate the eggs, and you could use almond milk or pea milk instead of the regular dairy milk. You could easily substitute Nature's Blend margarine for the butter, and it would work perfectly fine. So this recipe is so... This would be a really easy recipe to convert, and it doesn't... It, wouldn't, it doesn't affect it. I have converted it somewhat by making it dairy-free, and it doesn't affect it. It tastes the same. And like I said, I really don't feel like the eggs are an integral part of it. So you could easily leave the eggs out if you are watching cholesterol or have egg allergies or are vegan. You could easily leave those out. And this recipe would be, I would have to say, as good. Because this is one of those almost like a foolproof recipe that that you could try so that's sweet potato casserole recipe number one okay before we go on to the next recipe can I just clarify something yes did you say pea milk I did say pea milk what on earth is that it's milk made from peas pea milk (laughs) (laughs) it's made from peas so just like soy milk? Yeah, it's, it's the same oh, kind okay. of thing. It's actually, I think, in my opinion, I, a lot of people like to use it for coffee creamer because it's really creamy, thick and creamy. However, I didn't care for it that way. I wouldn't care for it drinking it, but for cooking, fantastic. For uh, mashed potatoes, um, any sort of a creamy addition to creamy sauces, Any, I'm telling you, it is... The bomb. It's, it's, um, cause you get, a uh, peas are, pea is a good vegetable, but Hey, nobody wants to eat them. All right. I like peas. I don't know a lot of people that do, but pea milk is, has so many pluses, beneficial things because peas themselves have a lot of pluses. So, uh, it, it would be to me, I think, Better than almond milk. Almond milk is weird to cook with. That's the one thing. Uh, It tends to separate if you heat it too much. It's okay for some things. If you're not getting it real warm or if you're using it in a baked good, it works fine. But almond milk tends to, especially like in a soup, or if you're adding it, if you're making a cream soup or sauce, something like that, it tends to separate, and then you really taste the almonds. But this particular product, which I can't for some reason the name of it is escaping me, it works well for that. It it has just I, it has a good texture for cooking. I don't like it uh, for drinking or coffee. My sister uses it in her coffee all the time because it has the sort of a viscosity of cream. (laughs) Do you love that word? I do. It's a great word. You don't get to use a lot in cooking, but it has that same sort of a viscosity that cream would have, like a really good coffee creamer. So people like it in their coffee because it turns your coffee tan and it, you know, has that little, little tiny bit of sweetness to Mm -hmm. it. But I honestly, for cooking, I think it's, it's a nice, it's a nice product for cooking, especially in a recipe that you want to make dairy-free, but it has, but you want it to have a good creamy texture. It's an excellent choice. So yeah, cool. Well, is this like in a regular grocery store? Because I was gonna say I've oh, never seen it. It is. It's in the. It's in where all of the um, milk like products are. It's in that section. So it it's usually okay. in a bottle that looks like an old fashioned style milk bottle. I wish I could think of the name of it. I know I have a jug in the refrigerator, but I'm too lazy to get up and get it. But it it it's, it's worth trying. It's worth trying, you know, like I said, peas have a lot of beneficial, uh, nutrients in them. And, um, but I don't, you know, and the thing that gets me, and I've noticed this a lot lately in, fro- in the frozen food section, you used to be able to get, there were several different things. There were, uh, baby peas, there were regular size peas, garden peas. There were probably 4 or 5 different peas that you could buy and now there's not. It's just like, you know, maybe said, "Oh, well, people, you know, this is the pea people like, let's grow this pea." And that's it. But really, I think it's worth trying. It's a it's a good product. It's worth trying, especially if you have lactose uh intolerance or dairy allergies because a lot of the replacement things either have a weird aftertaste or they're not creamy. They don't have that good creamy texture or they put something in there to give it a good creamy texture and I really don't like that. Um, so yeah, it is. It's, And it's also fun to say. Right. <laughs> Would you like some pea milk? <laughs> it's great. <laughs> okay, this next recipe... I was reading a news article, and uh, this recipe was at the end of it. And the news article I was reading was about a dear lady in Cleveland, Ohio, named Mrs. Lessie Brown, and she turned 114 years old on, uh, or 113 years old, I'm sorry, 113 years old on September 17th, 2018. So... They did a really nice write-up about her. She had a really interesting life. And um, she had, uh, this is a recipe that she was very well known for. And she made this all the time, apparently. And everybody loved it. So I think it's pretty good, too. And it's a different sort of a sweet potato recipe. It's called Sweet Potato Cobbler. And this is in the style of, and obviously uh, Mrs. Brown is 113 years old. It used to be a long time ago, which would probably be, I don't know, maybe 50 or 60 years ago, cobblers were usually, uh, it was sort of like a pie with only a top on it, okay? Now what we know is a cobbler is a little bit different. It either has like a biscuit sort of a topping I guess most of them have a biscuit sort of a topping, but they used to make an actual crust that went on them. And I have some cobbler recipes that call for this sort of a crust on them, but it's a little more involved than just plopping stuff on top of fruit, you know, so, or or like my creeping crust cobbler where you mix everything together and then you, um, drop the drops of batter on the top of it. This is a little bit more involved because you're actually making a pastry crust that sits on the top of your uh, sweet potatoes. But I still think it's a good recipe. It's a fun recipe to try. And it's also, it's a good uh, Thanksgiving side dish or general side dish, or even a main, your main part of your meal, you know, because this was, this is very hearty. So This one you're going to need two pounds of sweet potatoes peeled and sliced. And remember I said sweet potatoes are hard, so this is going to be a workout. So you need uh, two pounds of sweet potatoes peeled and sliced, which is usually about four sweet potatoes. And you're going to cut them, you're going to slice them a fourth inch thick. So what I would suggest is when you go to buy your sweet potatoes, they tend to be a variety of shapes and sizes. Look for ones that are long and narrow, More like a giant carrot than the sweet potatoes that look like something from the Flintstones. You know, they have some that look like a—I don't know—they look like a boulder. So look for the sweet potatoes that are maybe like a two-inch diameter tuber that's you know a couple inches long, and and pick those ones out. You're gonna take your sweet potatoes, you're gonna peel them and slice them, and you're gonna cook them in water until just tender for about ten minutes. Uh, You don't want to cook them till they're real soft. You want them to be, you want to be able to pick them up and they still look like a slice of potato. Okay. So you're going to, uh, once you get your sweet potatoes cooked, drain the water off of them, and you're going to layer them in a 13 by nine baking dish. Okay. And you want to keep that water that you drain off the sweet potatoes. So I would suggest putting your colander over a pot and then pour the sweet potatoes into it. Let the water drain off and then keep that water. Um, you want to When you cook them, you only want to use about three and a half cups of water to cook them in. So don't put them in some big giant pot, you know. You just want enough water in there to kind of cover your sweet potatoes and cook them. So that first part there, you'll need two pounds of sweet potatoes and three and a half cups of water. Okay? Now, once you get them into the pan, layered into that greased 13 by 9 baking dish, you're going to take the reserved liquid and pour over the sweet potatoes. Next, you're going to combine three tablespoons of flour, one and a half cups of sugar, a half teaspoon of cinnamon, a half teaspoon of ground nutmeg, fourth teaspoon of salt. Mix that together well and sprinkle that all over your potatoes. And then you're going to take three-fourths cup of butter and cut it up into little cubes and drop those cubes all over the top of your sweet potatoes that is what goes inside your cobbler the pastry recipe follows and you're going to lay this pastry right over the top okay now you're going to need two cups of flour a half teaspoon of salt two-thirds cup of shortening like crisco shortening that's the one i like five to six tablespoons of cold water two tablespoons of melted butter and four teaspoons of sugar to make your pastry You're going to mix the flour and salt in a bowl. And then you're going to cut that shortening into it until it starts to look like crumbs. An easy way to do this is if you have a pastry cutter. If you don't have a pastry cutter, a fork and a butter knife work really well. And you just take the butter knife and cut that shortening up into your flour. Just keep cutting it, cutting it. And then you can use a fork to press it in and scrape the fork with the butter knife and just keep that process going until it starts to look like crumbs. And what happens is the flour begins to blend and mix with the shortening and it'll start to break up into little balls and that's what you're going to have in there. Then you want to slowly add that water a tablespoon at a time and keep stirring the little balls of crumbs together with your fork until they start to stick together. Once they stick together good, which will probably be about the five-tablespoon mark, once they're sticking together good, you can stop adding water, and then you're going to put some flour on a cutting board or on your table, and you're going to put that pastry onto it and put some flour on it and roll it out into a rectangle the same size as the baking dish, which is a good trick. You can do it, though. You can honestly do it. You might have to patch it together a few times, And make some repairs, but you're going to be eating it, so don't worry about that. So, once you get your pastry into a rectangle about the same size as the baking dish, now you have to pick it up and set it over top of the sweet potato slices. Okay, once you get it on there, if you can, you can press the pastry down around the edges of the pan or You can just take it and push it down around the sweet potatoes so it's kind of not sticking to the edge of the pan. It doesn't have to have a fancy edge like a pie or anything, but you want it to all be in the baking dish, okay? So however you do it, you can either kind of press it up against the edges of the baking dish on the inside and make a nice little edge or not. doesn't matter. Once it's over the potatoes, you want to poke a couple holes in the pastry. Then you're going to take that melted butter and brush the top of the pastry with it and then sprinkle sugar on it. This goes into the oven at 400 degrees for half hour to 35 minutes or so until that crust is nice and golden brown. And this is very good. This is an old, old, old recipe and worthy of trying just because of that. And also because Mrs. Leslie Brown made this all the time and everybody loved it and asked for it and enjoyed it. So there's two nice sweet potato recipes for you to use for Thanksgiving or for whenever you want to and add them into your recipe cycle. I hope you do. I'll tell you what, I I love sweet potatoes. So anybody that gives me a good sweet potato recipe, I always appreciate it because I would love, I just love them. So I hope you try them out and let me know how you like them. And make sure to check us out online on Facebook and Instagram at Mary Mac Bakehouse, on Twitter at Mary Mac Podcast, and on our website, merrimackpodcast.com. Thanks a lot for listening if you did, and if you didn't, too bad for you.